I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, Key, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. So today on Bathroom Break Podcast, my guest is Shane Hartline. He's an actor and also a former uh, pro wrestler. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, I saw one of those videos. Like there was like a video, like an old video of you doing like oh, this dude. thing. It was pretty gnarly. I was in it, man. I was in it real deep. <laughs> I wasn't sure what to expect when I like clicked on the video. I was like, oh, this must be a joke because like, you know, you're a comedic yeah, actor and, and, and uh, yeah, and so I'm like, oh, this has got to be a joke. And then I'm like, dude, he's like really oh, doing no. it. <laughs> I was, I was, I was fully in it. It was, it was before I started acting, it was the thing I wanted to do, but I, I, I always did it with the mindset of like, I'm going to be a wrestler to become an actor. The end game was always to be yeah. an actor. But Pull like, like the rock that, or like, something. Yeah. That's, I mean, that happens. Obviously it's happened to one of the biggest actors in the, if not the biggest actor in the entertainment business. But I think it was something like, professional wrestling like it's something that you can't go in and, and uh, without being a hundred percent invested oh you yeah you can't have like ulterior motives because yeah. i mean your heart you, you just have to your heart has to be completely into it it's 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 a weird world dude. dude i'd imagine i mean it's an insane like sport mm-hmm. and then there is obviously the dialogue and the whole like soap opera of it mm-hmm. all but it just seems like you beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah, and, and I think the soap opera, you know, the the acting side of it was what interested me way more. Like, even when I was doing it, to the point where it's like, when I started getting hurt and the physical stuff, even at the, because I did it, I started when I was like 16, 17. And okay. The, by 20, I was feeling it, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, so... When I, I started like reevaluating, I'm like, do I want to not be able to walk at age 50? Yeah. Like, Seriously, dude, if you're feeling it at 20 years old, like I imagine. I still feel it. I yeah, still yeah. feel it. Like, yeah. Um, so it, yeah, it, I decided about 20, 21 that, well, it was also the same time that like YouTube had, YouTube popped up and that was like completely taking my attention and focus because we, oh, yeah. we were all doing jackass CKY stuff like yeah. all my friends were and you know, like, I was like, man, this is, it, it was the first time it was like, cause we used to always shoot stuff when I was a kid. And like, you know, it was one of those things like you guys did. So it's like, we would have like a VHS tape that we pass around everybody at middle yeah. school. And <laughs> that was like the, the feedback we got. But then when then like YouTube happened, it was like, Oh, instant feedback. This, yeah. this is what I want to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. when, uh, I quit wrestling. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm doing this YouTube thing. Yeah, because I was wondering, like, if I, when I met you, if you were still doing the wrestling at that point. No, not really. Like, I dabbled. Okay. I, I still, like, occasionally do yeah. shoots, like, little shows here and there, and definitely not in it full time. Yeah. But at, when we met, I was I was into acting YouTube. Like, that was my Okay. Yeah. Just, just to give an idea, um, we met when you were doing a project called Skitting Across America. Uh-huh. And um, and you had gotten in touch with us. I think maybe you had met Joe Franz first. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then... No, I, did. I met Franz on the second one, but... Okay. But yeah, yeah. We were on the first oh, one. So, okay, so we met. So so when we met, you came into town and, and, uh, and a bunch of your friends and, and you came ready to film. Dude, I got to be completely transparent <laughs> and honest with you. When we did that... 
like it was a really surreal experience for us because i'm not gonna lie dude like and i'm not kissing your ass like what you guys did like it was why i started making videos like oh, that's awesome. there was like something because i remember we saw jackass and then it was like <laughs> it was like murmuring of like oh but jackass is from this other thing and then i found cky and it like just blew my mind dude the stuff Damn. you guys were doing and like it it really inspired me to start producing my own videos and, and back when i did it it was like two vhs decks stacked yeah. on top of each other just <laughs> yeah. like the shittiest editing possible but i mean it was it was so fun dude and, that's cool man um, that, i mean that's awesome i i uh you know but, but yeah so sorry to interrupt you but so when we when we like got to when i got to shoot with you man it was really like a surreal experience <laughs> that's know, funny we were just on a volleyball yeah court, yeah, yeah yeah making up stuff but that was that's always my favorite type of thing to shoot and still to this day it's like i was talking to my sister recently like I produce a lot of stuff. I shoot a lot of stuff, but like I told her recently, I was like, man, I just want to like shoot something again that like there's like really no script and we just kind of make it up as I go. And the reason I'm talking about my sister is like she always used to be the one who used to film me. Like so. Oh like, yeah. Man, I, I just want to feel that again because yeah. it's been so long since I've done something so just different and weird and not so like, like spontaneous. Oh, yeah. Has to be perfect. Yeah. And, and you know. Like, yeah. so that was really a fun day, man. Yeah, it, cool. And it certainly evolves to the point where it is like you're so focused on like the, you know, the com composition of the shot, mm -hmm. the lighting, all those things. And it's, it's fun, like, cause CKY days were just pick up the camera, go film something mm -hmm. stupid and, and it would make you laugh. And, yeah. uh, and it was cool, man, but it was funny. Yeah. Cause we just went over to some volleyball court and we were trying to like yeah. redo the, the, like the Top Gun scene or yeah, something. It we, was uh, like, we we're all, it, we made it to bar, <laughs> had a few drinks and we just went to a volleyball court and just yeah we were trying to recreate the top gun scene we had like short shorts on and very like <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, but i got to meet all your buddies like uh kirk who was just on an episode such a fun episode to listen oh to. cool yeah um, you meet colt darling, colt darling. <laughs> colt darling. yeah I yeah learn the origin story yeah um, and then lord bataro black aquaman all, yeah. <laughs> all the dudes and they were so cool everybody was so cool yeah, dude, and, and it was fun to do that, and then, then to see what you kind of uh, went on to do from there, mm. it's really, like, you know, kind of, it's inspiring to me, too, because I watched you just, like, start to really just focus on it and go after it, and it was cool to witness that. Dude, when we, sh when we shot that, like, a week before I left, I got my first acting agent, so that was technically, like, the beginning of my acting career, was yeah. like doing, working, uh, around that time when I worked with you. Yeah, and, and, and I saw, like, right, I think after you were you came over to our spot, like, mm -hmm. then you were filming something with Will Sasso from Mad yeah. TV. Yeah, so we, we, when we shot this, we took a train to Philly, and then a, a train from Philly to Chicago to Los Angeles, and I don't recommend it to anyone going around the country <laughs> on a train. It's, it's not as um, uh, fun as it sounds. But, yeah, when we got to Los Angeles, Will Sasso, whom... He saw a video of mine on MySpace years before, maybe a, a year or two, but he saw a video of mine on MySpace and like, uh, it was when the, there, I'm trying to put my mind on what MySpace even was like back then. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Like there was like a bulletin board. So he like reposted a video of ours and uh, he, we kept where we became, blah, excuse me, we got in contact that way. Like yeah. he saw a video of mine on MySpace and then years later i just messaged him and just was like hey do you want to do this dvd we're giving all the proceeds to the 
Chris Farley Foundation, which was a yeah, a really cool thing to be able to donate to. Yeah, that's rad, man. And that and that yeah, that is really cool. Um, and and my like thinking about Farley, you know, obviously died from addiction, and uh-huh. and, and uh, that's part of my story. I didn't you know die from it, but I I you know went through it and, and, and I'm in recovery now. And, um, so that's an awesome foundation to give the money to. And I think, uh, it, How it long was, have you been uh, off of drinking and everything? Uh, nine years clean and sober. That's yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That's so yeah, it's been rad. It's been a good life, um, like that. But just to think that like at that young age, you were aware of that to like go, Hey, I want to do this, but I want to do it. And anything we get from it, we want to put towards there, there that. There was a, to be completely honest, there was like, a lot of motivating factors behind that like when I came up with the idea to do that DVD which uh, to sum up what it was it was we I just wanted to take my friends on a trip and shoot stuff that was basically <laughs> yeah I, yeah, yeah. I, for the, the kernel of the idea was like I want to I just want to go on a trip and shoot weird shit and you know so I was like well one that's gonna be insanely expensive I'm not gonna be able to pay for this and then if I ask money from people for it to do it and this was before like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter yeah. or anything like that I was like nobody's gonna give me money to go on a trip and <laughs> yeah, have yeah. fun yeah like, go enjoy yourself it's just not gonna happen <laughs> so I was like well it makes total sense I don't need to make money off this thing but if we sell it and we make money off let me find like a foundation or some kind of charity and then I reached out to the when I found out that the Chris Farley Foundation existed, which was actually on that trip, I was reading the book, the Chris Farley oh, story. Nice. On the back, it's it spoke about the Chris Farley Foundation, and I was like, oh my god, it has to be this. Like, so yeah. I contacted him and I got in touch with uh, Tom Farley. Is actually Chris Farley's brother, and spoke to him on the phone. Yeah, which was really cool. And he's like, this would be something Chris would have absolutely loved. And so we wow. got all the proceeds, um, and it was really cool to be able to work with. Yeah, nice, dude. That's rad. Yeah, so um, so then, like I said, just to watch kind of your evolution mm. over the course of that, because you know you showed up. I think you had this long curly hair at that I, point. I was a <laughs> young kid, s- surfer, not surfer. Yeah, I never surfed a day in my life. Like <laughs> yeah, no, it was rad. And and uh, but then to see like you know, and then you like came out to LA and uh, you started doing the acting stuff and, mm-hmm. and uh, doing like uh, improv mm-hmm. down at the Improv Olympic, right? Yeah, yeah and... now closed. Did you oh. hear about that? Oh, no. The location out here closed and they closed and then like apparently like a couple of months after like the location was still there obviously and there was some drug stuff happened people snuck in and were running yeah, yeah. a drug ring within the building <laughs> okay crazy yeah yeah happened, but basically it became a crack house it, yeah kind of, it's crazy That's it's not... just sad because of like the memories we had at this like location oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah um I, I had gone down to a couple shows um and checked out some guys then because i was trying to put together a show mm-hmm. at one point mm-hmm. and um like an mtv show where we would do um like skits like man on the street kind of stuff and but sure. i wanted to like pluck out like comedians from each town as we went oh that's cool and uh so we were like kind of developing the show and i was just checking out like improv i guess i missed the it. call chris <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't even know if i knew you yet at that yeah, point yeah, but sure, um sure. but uh yeah no but i but i had been down there and visited that and, that, and it was a cool spot like i feel like like improv is some of the coolest stuff and yeah, you did that for for a long time are you still doing it now uh, or? i still do it occasionally now like uh, i started improv or practice the first time I ever took an improv class was I was like 13 or something. So yeah. Like, yeah, I've been involved in improv since 13. Yeah, okay. Nice. Yeah, that's rad. And uh, and then, so 
like while doing that, you've booked some like some you you booked some pretty big stuff like that Rock of Ages yeah, movie. Yeah, that You're, was that was uh, to be completely honest, life changing. Yeah, yeah, life changing. It's the reason I got to move to Los Angeles. It's yeah, the first time in my life I saw more than four digits in my bank account. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. More than three, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, right. Well, dude, you were like in a scene with like Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I, I, I remember three, seeing the trailer and I was like, what the fuck? That's that Shane. That crazy, man. Like, <laughs> I was I, like, damn, that's Shane Hartline. I, mean, I, ha- I yeah. worked three and a half weeks on that movie, but I was only in one major scene, but I was like, the, I played the character of like the lead bartender, Jimmy yeah. bartender, so I was in the background of every bar shot. Yeah. But... You know, I had this one line, and like even afterwards, Russell Brand was like, "Oh, that was a good. That was really funny, man. It was really funny." Oh, cool. Uh, well, that was a horrible Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, no, I felt like it was right here in the uh, room. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but that's a rad feeling. Like I feel like if if Russell Brand is is telling oh, you that surreal, was good, surreal you're, you're acting with Alec Baldwin. That's like that's pretty rad. Yeah, but then I woke up one day after months after shooting and got. To tons of texts and they're like, "You're in the trailer! You're in the trailer!" And yeah, so it was surreal, man. It was. Um, I, I mean, I could talk forever about that whole experience, like, but it was life changing. It was. Yeah. Reason, uh, I, after I booked it, you know, I was like, okay, because I had already been thinking about moving to Los Angeles, but it was one of those things like, oh, I gotta save about eight grand or you know yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. come out here and be comfortable for a second. And but then that happened, and it was just like, okay, this is the universe telling me do this right now. Yeah. Right now, even if. You know, looking back, I it maybe should have sat in the southeast market a little bit longer. But you know, like uh, either still, way, yeah, you learn from from doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I wouldn't take it. Uh, I wouldn't change anything. So then, so okay, so then you. I mean, you've done. There, you have a pretty big resume as far as um, films, TV, all that kind of stuff, and. You, I think we were talking a little bit about like Disney stuff yeah. and, um, and Nickelodeon. So yeah. it's funny to think like that you kind of transi- transitioned into that. I hope they don't see some that. of the YouTube stuff. Yeah, 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 for real. Um, <laughs> I think there was some like MAGA thing that I just showed to my wife and she was dying laughing at it. Yeah, I, yeah. that was uh, for my that was recent, funny. SNL tape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, recently I did um, uh, a Disney spot, a Nickelodeon spot. Well, what's good about... Disney and Nickelodeon is they, they most of their shows let you just be like way over the top. So it's just yeah. like you get to have so much fun, man. Dude, it seems like it. Mm-hmm. And that seems like an awesome gig to get. I mean, mm-hmm. so what, like, was it like a reoccurring role on some shows? No, or? This, uh, the Disney role I just did, did recently was a guest star. Okay, uh, I cool. I play like this radio DJ. And uh, so it was like this really fun, like, kind of bipolar type character where. When he's on the radio, he's like this, like radio DJ. And then when he's <laughs> yeah. off the, when he's not doing it, he's like this really, like it's just a completely different mellow. Person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was just fun. It was fun being able to like jump back and forth between nice. those two little personalities. Yeah, that yeah. seems fun. Like, fun. <laughs> so I had seen for a long time you had this show. What was it? The oh, not uh, Chris Pratt. The hopefully Chris Pratt. Yeah, the hopefully. Show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was supposed to be. It was at Improv Olympic. It was supposed to. Be one one show. And yeah, it got such a fun buzz from the community at that theater. Like the 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 owner of the theater at the time, he after the first show, he was like, "This is so fun and so different. Like you can do this until Chris comes." And the whole the whole shtick was. Like I for so long, I've had people tell me I resemble him. Like I look sort of yeah, like yeah. him, and 
and they're like, he should do like a parody video or something. And I was like, I, he's not the type of guy that is like a distinguishable voice. So it's like doing a yeah. parody of him was, I couldn't ever really think of anything. And then I just got this idea, like, I'm going to do this like uh, show where the, the through line and the theme is like, I'm trying to get him to come be my co-host or just come to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for what reason, I don't know. But just to be on stage <laughs> with me, I guess. Yeah, but, but it's uh, good. But yeah, so it was like this this mix of like, an improv show, a sketch show, and a freak show where we would have like jackass stunts and all kinds of crazy stuff happening. But yeah, it was so different in the theater community, uh, in the community of that theater. And yeah, it really started building a little buzz. And we were like six or seven shows in, and I've had this, I had this buddy that was a part of the show. And every every now and then he'd come to me. He's like, Yeah, you know what, man? Like, I go, I do yoga with Chris Pratt. And I swear, man, if I see him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him to come. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's Los Angeles. All these people, right. Big shit. And like, <laughs> so I was like, I never thought anything of it. <clears throat> so we're six, seven shows in, and then all of a sudden, I get a text from him morning of that show, and he's like, dude, I'm at yoga with Chris Pratt. I'm gonna go talk to him about the show. I'm like, okay, great, go. For yeah. It. And then he calls me like 15 minutes later. He's like, he's freaking out. He's like, dude. I just talked to Chris Pratt. He knows all about your show. What? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and he's gonna try to come tonight. And he gave me his number. So my friend now has Chris Pratt's number. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so yeah, this yeah. is the show where I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do if he ever if he actually if he actually comes. And yeah. We were doing our run through beforehand and my buddy walks up holding his phone out and it's Pratt's trying to FaceTime in because he's uh, come to find out he couldn't make it, but he wanted to he wanted to still like FaceTime in, say hi to everybody. Yeah, that's right. But I told my buddy, I was like, well, go talk to him and tell him we're rehearsing. The show hasn't even started yet, but tell him to text you a video. Cause in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking like, oh my God, if I get a video, a physical video, like I yeah. can use it forever. You're right. And so he did, he texted my buddy a video and I have like a video now of Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris they were together at the time. Yeah. He's like, Shane Hartline and this is Chris Pratt and he's like talking about he's like I'm so sorry I can't come like hopefully I can be there and um I worry because the theme of that show I was doing was a fake wedding where I was like getting married quote unquote yeah and I was trying to get him to come be my best man and in the video like he's like I hope you guys have a great wedding. Like, I hope, I don't know if he's like doing it to play along with the joke of the show or if he really thought like I was getting Yeah. Married. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like he had a, gave a real heartfelt, like, I hope you <laughs> have really it. And you're did. like, I'm, I'm just but messing who knows, with maybe you. Maybe he's just trying to yeah. play along with the bit. Or yeah. Whatever. No, it was but, fun, but that's awesome that like you just kind of, you know, I feel like, um, from the outside looking in, that's kind of what I see with you is like, you go after it and you get it. And it's really cool to watch that. Cause even if that was a joke and you're like, oh my God, people tell me I look oh, like them. It told, it's a joke. Well, what was bad about doing it was people started thinking I had this like obsession about meeting him. Like I'd get all these messages or days, yeah, the right. day after a show well, where he wouldn't yeah. show up and he'd be like, man, keep doing it, man. He's going to come up. Like, <laughs> I, 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 like, I don't care yeah, yeah. if he ever comes. It'd be great if he does, but like, I don't really care that much. It's part well, and and it's also that's the joke if you don't yeah. get that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Happening. Yeah, like it, it's kind of hilarious that I mean to me that like you know obviously you're playing a character that's a like this obsession with like I want him to come yeah. and that's the that's whole joke. Weird. And I think, but that's funny. But it's funny that 
that whole thing kind of did get you to meet yeah. him and, and he did yeah. that video. It's just cool. It's cool to watch because, um, like I said, you, you, just, you just watch you kind of go, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make this happen. And then you watch yeah. it happen. Like, I mean, you wanted to film with us and then yeah. you came up and you made it happen. You wanted to film with, with Sasso from uh, Mad TV. You made it happen. Yeah, it crazy. Then you make this show, Chris Pratt, and then you're you're filming a thing with him. And, and uh, it's just cool. And like I said, you're in a scene with, Alec Baldwin and mm. I mean that dude is freaking hilarious is like amazing and uh and just to watch that whole evolution of it is really cool oh, man thank you dude yeah so um so so right now you you're living in Atlanta yeah I'm in Atlanta for a second like I still have my place out here and uh, yeah just kind of floating back and forth but Pramont Pramont uh, how, what's the word I'm looking for? Predominantly? Predominantly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, sir. Probably, probably, probably. I think it was. I'm going to prom <laughs> yeah, tonight. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to. Uh, no, but I'm predominantly in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. In Atlanta, excuse me. Um, there's just so much shooting there. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> bottom line, there's, there's a lot of cool shit that's shooting yeah. out there that I oh, want dude. to look like. Yeah. Uh, Walking Dead is something yeah. I want. And, you know, so I'm getting the chance right now at least while i'm out there to audition for certain things that are harder to get auditions for out here yeah the type of things i want to book yeah i mean and and i like i was telling you before we went on air is that just a bunch of my friends like dps and and mm -hmm. camera people and stuff they're doing a lot of work down there yeah, uh, i mean it's an insane amount of, of stuff happening mm -hmm. Uh, so that's cool. So, um, but you're you're back and forth. You're here and there, and uh -huh. and uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, what was uh, the last thing you you were working on? You you you, were, you did the Saturday Night Live tape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've every year I think for the past ten years I put a tape together for <laughs> SNL, and yeah, you know I came 2014. I was I was able to showcase at the theater that uh, Improv Olympic. I was able to showcase in front of the producers like they handpicked me to showcase in front of like 10 other people or with 10 other people so that was cool like that was like the closest I ever have gotten okay um, so wait so what is that like whole process like like so how does that SNL work casting process is is ridiculous so well first of all the, I feel like mostly every season they're looking for different types of people they're looking yeah. for different types of puzzle pieces really so it's Absolutely. like you never know what they're looking for so that's why every year i come up with a new tape of characters and impressions to send them to me you know because you never know what they're right looking for exactly right um but really there's a lot of different ways they find people sometimes it's on youtube sometimes i'll just come across somebody that's got like uh getting a buzz on youtube or something or, was like bobby moynihan wasn't he like uh i think he, he was, was in that ucb stuff Okay, because I remember that Derek comedy was discovered on YouTube. Yeah, uh -huh. I remember that Derek comedy bits oh, that yeah. that uh, Bobby Moynihan and and Donald Glover were in, mm -hmm. and those were hilarious. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah, I didn't know if they got found on YouTube. I'm sure or, all of it yeah. helped in the yeah. process of them getting casted. But wait, Fred Armisen got found on? on I believe that? so. Yeah, he was okay. making like music comedy, musical comedy of some sort. Oh, but cool. Yeah, they found him on YouTube. I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the process is always, I, I mean, you can be discovered from like building a buzz at like a comedy theater that you spend some time at. You could be a, be an actor that just sends in a tape. Yeah. Uh, you can be a stand-up comedian that sends in a tape, but ultimately you send in a tape. Usually they pick certain people in major cities and you showcase like five minutes of characters and impressions in front of their producers. And then what happens, they'll just pick, handpick a couple people and 
fly them to New York and do the same thing all over again. And buddy, you're in Studio 8H where you're like, you know, where the the host does the opening monologue. Yeah. So you're doing your characters and impressions in front of like just Lorne Michaels and like maybe two or three other people in that big open room and you and apparently nobody laughs and it's just like yeah I've heard that insane process that seems crazy like I, I've heard some of those interviews on, on Howard Stern mm-hmm. where uh, like it'll be like um, you know Bill Hader or something talking about like how it's like he never laughs yeah and it's like man that's gotta be tough because I feel like that's all you're kind of working for it's sure, like it's sure. something like that and but you mean the bottom line is like auditioning is mostly like that like you go yeah. into a room and it's like most of the time they they they're not gonna they're not gonna have conversation with you it's like you're yeah. there to see you and you do your thing and you leave and auditioning is like such a ridiculous process like, yeah it's so uh, stressful man yeah okay so so they do that showcase and you like so they came in and checked you out after you had sent in the video that year so that year i actually didn't send in a video what happened they my theater did like weeks of like preliminary showcases so you, you do your five minutes but you're with like they would do like two or three nights a week of like 10 people so like the theater the person who runs the theater was watching maybe 100 to 200 people do their five minutes and from those like 100 200 people like they picked like 10 of us to do our showcase in front of the producers oh that's awesome Mm -hmm. so so tell me a little bit about like the audition process of just like you know getting a role with nickelodeon Uh or whatever because i uh back when when i was doing like viva la bam jackass all that stuff i did probably i did like three auditions and I always laugh because I'm like, God, I wish I had like the tape of that because I know it was fucking awful, oh, you know. And I'm like, I don't ever want to see my. <laughs> but like, there's nothing funnier to me than like these like bad audition oh, tapes, dear. you know, like because um, like uh, Darren Miller from CKY, you know, yeah. he used he's always watched like all these old horror movies, yeah. and he turned me on to like watching that for like the bad acting and how incredibly comedic it actually is and that shit makes me laugh so bad and i think about the three that i did and i was like oh my god they were so bad that like i would be embarrassed if somebody saw it but at the same time i would kind of want to be embarrassed so someone could see how bad that was (laughs) and get some get some laughs out of it auditioning sucks man yeah it is a it is a ridiculous process and it's hard to get to a point as an actor where you have to, you, you mean, you have to get to this point where you, it's hard to get to the point where you enjoy the process of it. Yeah. I, I, luckily we're in a time in our industry where most auditions are taped. So I can, ha- I can do as many takes as I need to. And oh yeah. More yeah. Comfortable. But when you're going and auditioning in person in front of casting directors, it's like one time you get one chance. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you better not fuck up. <laughs> um, and it can yeah. be stressful, man. It's stressful, but you gotta like, I mean, you gotta find a way to enjoy it. Yeah. So, 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 okay. So like, as far as the process of it, like, okay, so you've booked a bunch of stuff. So, what happens like like when you do the audition do you walk out of there going yeah i fucking nailed it they're right, gonna i'll tell you about my rock of ages yeah casting yeah process. yeah so this was like it's the it was the most ridiculous casting process that i've ever been a part of but so i went on tape for one part yeah i got a callback audition a month later for three different other parts that i didn't even send in the tape for so i went in i auditioned for these other parts and i felt pretty good 
and then a week or two later, and this isn't the usual process of how this goes, but this is how that movie went. But then a week or two later, like I get a phone call from my agent and they're like, well, they want you to come to the table read. Like, and, oh, you know, whoa. so the table read is, you know, yeah. you're at a big table with all the actors and, but I'm like, have, did, did I book it? And they're like, no, you didn't book it yet. I don't know what's going on, but they must <laughs> like you. So I go to the table read and what had happened is they, it was, oh my God, it was the most nerve wracking day of my whole life. <laughs> I can imagine. So we're in this big studio and it's this big table. Every major actor that was in that film, and that film was stacked. It was like yeah. Tom Cruise, Alec Baldwin, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Paul Giamatti was sitting right next to me. Uh, wow, Russell that Brand. dude's amazing, by He's the way. so great. Yeah. Really cool guy. Yeah. So all these guys right around me. And what they did is they picked like like about five or six small actors to read like the, every bit part in the film. You know, yeah. so, so they had they had all that filled up and taken care of. And so <laughs> you're just sitting there like this, little dude, old me. Before this, all I've done was like YouTube stuff and a couple <laughs> yeah. commercials. So I'm <laughs> freaking out. Yeah, I'm so nervous. Like one of the greatest actors ever sitting right next to oh, you. Oh my god, Tom Cruise, who at that table read, I got to read in a scene with, which I was so, what. So here's the thing. Like, let me paint the picture here. So it's this huge room. <laughs> it's freezing. I have to pee the whole time. But I'm not going to be that guy yeah, who gets up and no. goes pees. No. So, Excuse me, guys. <laughs> yeah, let, me, uh, let me stop this here. Uh, so I peed all the time. And you know, like that feeling just makes you even more nervous. Yeah, yeah. So it was just this, this, this long table read that, like, I, I was just, I by the end of it, what I'm trying to get to is I felt like I, I bombed it. I was yeah. like, there's no way after this. <laughs> At all, I'm getting casted. In yeah, this I think I farted a little at one point. <laughs> yeah, might have peed. But after the table read, like I'm just kind of standing there, like just looking around, like taking everything in. And then all of a sudden, I see the casting director coming up to me, and I'm thinking, oh, she's coming to tell me, like, great having you. Um, best of luck in your future. Get out endeavors. of here. <laughs> yeah, peed everywhere. Um, no, but she yeah. told me that. He uh, actually is the director, apparently, from the table read. In that moment, like, he's like, he, he's like, I think the director is considering you for this other part, Jimmy the bartender, and in my mind too, the the actor uh, in my or in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, so this part must not have any lines, you know? It's, yeah. They're giving me something. But he's gonna be great in the background. Out, yeah, it's yeah. A background feature yeah. part or whatever. Yeah. But he ain't saying anything. But no, it was apparently like a, a bigger, much bigger character than I was auditioning for previously, and oh, cool. and I found out. A couple weeks after that, yeah, it was they, they want to book me as Jimmy the bartender. Fuck. Uh, so when work, you got that news, what happened there? I was I was working for my dad's company at the yeah. time, and like I was, uh, it was funny. I was on a on a job, and at the time, I was a state licensed fire extinguisher inspector. So I, <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, this thing seems a little seems rickety. Like it's working to yeah. me. Uh, no, but. What I would do is I'd go to businesses and check their extinguishers and make sure everything was, looks good. Yeah. yeah. So I was at this big job walking around with this like maintenance guy, and I got the call and like I freaked out, and he just was just like, I'm like, sorry, I just I just got a call like it was like, yeah. like a life changing call, but I was with this dude who has nothing to do with me. Um, yeah. I didn't care at all. But yeah. Like, He's like, okay, does it does the fire extinguisher work? Yeah, that's great. But can we do this? Please? <laughs> um, but then no, uh, I worked like three and a half weeks on that, and like, dude, that's cool. Such a surreal experience, like yeah, being around all those guys for that long. Yeah. Like, and, and they were just, and it was just like they're gracious, and it was just oh, a man. cool. Everybody thing. was cool. There, yeah. there wasn't like one. 
you know, you hear all these stories about like big actors, like, but I can't say one negative thing about anybody on that set. Yeah, well, it's funny because I, you know, I'm I do camera work, and yeah. and what I've always found is that someone in the middle of the road can be a little diva-ish, mm. but the top dogs like that. Sure are always mellow yeah. and cool. Well, it's an ego thing in the yeah. middle of the road. They want to be perceived like they're a bigger deal. Yeah, Then when you right. become that bigger deal, it's like, well, I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm here. Like, yeah. you know, just, yeah. But it was surreal, man. There was one, one day, like, I was sitting, like, by all the trailers or whatever, and, like, so there was this girl sitting next to me, and I, I was kind of just on my phone, like, doing my thing. This is between scenes or whatever, and, and uh, all of a sudden I see Russell Brand walking up, and he, this girl gets up and he kisses her. And I'm like, Oh, oh my God, that was Katy Perry. Oh, cool. <laughs> Katy Perry was just like sitting next to me for like 20, 30 minutes and I didn't even interact with her. Totally missed an opportunity. <laughs> Could be married to Katy Perry right yes, now. Yes, you should be. Damn it. Damn it. Um, <laughs> totally blew it. Totally. Um, so then, okay, so then after that, then you, um, you know, all of a sudden you're in, you're on this trailer that's all over TV. It's in yeah. the theaters. They're playing, playing it before, you know whatever movie you're going to see and i was like because that's where i saw it and i was, oh, like, yeah. I was like what the hell i was like damn shades <laughs> in this big ass movie volleyball. yeah 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 <laughs> and it was uh it was rad to see it i was psyched oh, man because it was like damn i knew you like had been like just kind of going after it for a while and yeah. i and, and honestly like i i have you know there's there always be like like, you know, because I had done some TV stuff, there'll yeah. always be, like, family, friends or something. They'll be like, oh, talk to Chris and see what it sure, is. Sure, sure. And I'm just like, uh, do you want to try the hardest thing in the world? It's insane. You know, and, and the or... hardest part is, is under, understanding uh, how long of a journey it really is. Yeah. Because, you know, it was great for me to book something that big so soon in my career, but it was also tough because it's hard not to have booked something like that and then moved to Los Angeles and not think like, all right, here we go. Easy street for me. Yeah. Here. Like yeah. This, the parts are going to roll in, but you know, a month or two after that, like I was doing background work and there's nothing wrong with background work, but it's like, it's like you realize like this industry is a roller coaster yeah. and like you really got to check your ego at the door and, and just be, you know, humble and grateful for everything as it's happening. Like, yeah, you know, uh, and and that and that's exactly true. And it, it, it's funny, like when you see people that do get this huge ego, and it's like, hey, you know, they could just take that away, like tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it happens, yeah. and it happens a lot. I mean, right now, yeah. especially, it's happening. But um, but it's really cool that that you know that you do appreciate that mm -hmm. experience, and then and then as you go on, you you appreciate each step of the way, and 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 like we we're talking about, I mean, dude, you you book Nickelodeon shows, you book Disney shows, like that's awesome stuff, oh, and, thanks, uh, and and it's cool that you just you know you keep working at it, but like you said, understanding that it is a journey rather than mm. just like, well, I'm on my skyrocket to fame, you sure. know, and I, I think uh, it's just it's just cool because like I said, I, I would talk to some family friends and I'm like, guys or girls, uh, this is a really hard thing to do. I'll tell you what, I'm a camera guy because it's a really hard thing to yeah. do, <laughs> you know, For so sure. like, um, you know, you can. It can be awesome one day. Like, I mean, I had a fun ride yeah. with, uh, with with Jackass, oh, Beagle man. of Bam, all those things. And then after that, it was like, okay, now what? You know, sure. and and I'm trying to uh, get show, get a show sold. And I had two in development, but they yeah. didn't go. And then and then you're all, oh, what what am I gonna do? And then I went and tried to finish school. And then I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. So I started doing production side of things. Mm -hmm. And then fell in love with the camera aspect of it and 
uh, I still write, and I'm I'm trying to get to a place where I'll direct a feature. Yeah. I have a I have a couple that I have written that. Um, you know, working on getting funding for that stuff. And, but my, my journey kind of shifted because I found a lot of interest in the side of the the filmmaking process. And, and so, yeah, that's the bottom line, man. Like, and we were kind of talking about this before the podcast started, but, uh, Mark Duplass, uh, he recently, like, uh, I was on a, listened to a podcast with him and he's talking about like soul points and it's like that whole philosophy you know, you, you we do so much in life that like just like gut wrenching stuff that just takes away soul points. But like you've got to find those things that give you back those soul points, fill you back up again. So, like I, I mean, it's all with age, man. We just we got it. We have to find the things that fulfill us. Yeah, like, you you have to. And it's so true. That's an awesome kind of concept, I think. And we were laughing a bit about. It. I'm like, damn, I sucked a lot of soul points <laughs> out, and I gotta re- replenish. But uh, so we do work in Haiti with our nonprofit Hope that for Today. So cool. And uh, yeah, dude, it's it's rad. It was I was I was talking to you a little bit about it, but you're about um, to go there. Yeah, yeah I'm heading down um, in a, a couple weeks, and so then cool. we'll be there for a week. And um, like I guess I have I have a guy that is my mentor down there, and then he connected us with with uh, a bunch of the locals that have become really good friends yeah. and uh, and we work on projects together and we get stuff happening this trip is to bring um, some of the solar lanterns and some water filters in and then um, I'm gonna kind of shoot a little video uh, to give an idea of the next project which is building an additional classroom That's onto so a cool, school man. down there um, but yeah like the people are incredible and um, and it has been very fulfilling to yeah. do that. So, um, so I continue to work on that. But also on the on the other side of it, like with the filmmaking processes, um, you know, I, I work as a camera guy. So sometimes you work on shows that are less than desirable, and you're like, you feel like your soul's been sucked out because yeah. you're like, yeah. this is just garbage. Yeah. But it's a paycheck. And but when you do that, it's funny. So you work, you know, 14, 15 hour days, you know, on uh, on you know doing your camera work. And then when you finish that, that show, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go work for free on this other project with a buddy because it's awesome. Yeah. And it's it going to those so much sweeter. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's going to be like a really funny project yeah. or a cool project where you get to try some, some, you know, creative things and, and that stuff. It's like, wait, you're going to go do it for free. It's like, yeah, because that's going to replenish the fact that I just yeah. did that. Yeah. You know, I believe that philosophy a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really, really cool. And so, um, I mean, I know, you uh when you were starting like you were a part of that whole production stuff so at this point do you kind of have guys filming for you because you do put out a decent amount of content i I see stuff from time to time and always crack up and (laughs) i I forget what it was the one maga thing that that yeah well that was a part of my snl tape yeah you said yeah character that uh (laughs) this like redneck guy who you'd look at and at at first glance you'd think he was a trump supporter yeah um, which not gonna get into. I don't think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, but um, you'd look at him and you'd think he was a Trump supporter. But in his M A G A on his hat actually stands for his company, uh, Merle Atkinson's Gator Amusements. Okay. So he's like, I'm sick of getting all these people that are coming to my park. The wrong people. Like, I don't want these people. To come. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's just like caught in the middle of this stuff. But he's like, I, you know, 
I'm not changing the name of my company. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but um, so 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 do you? So I guess my question is: Yeah, you have a you you have your YouTube page, yeah, and that's Wooden yeah. Steel. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, what is the actual handle? It's Wooden Steel Productions. YouTube or? at YouTube.com/slash/WoodenSteel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and then you're just putting out content. So do you have guys that are like? Do you have like a little kind of group of people yeah, that so are filming it for you, or are you I, filming it? Or yeah, when I started, you know, it was just like. Uh, uh, one camera tripod operation but like you know over time it's like you meet people and then like oh let's start incorporating lights so oh let me upgrade from final cut to premiere and so over time you just like start you know what you get a desire to want to make things look better and what's been really cool in the past couple years out here i've met a lot of like film school students and these guys oh, are yeah. like, so hungry to like make stuff and like and that's what I want to do. So like, but they're wanting to make stuff that looks really good and like yeah. uh, way past my abilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like my strength is like, I guess a producer in a sense. Like if I have an idea, like I'm the guy that like I get joy from like bringing people together or like, oh, I know a cinematographer. Oh, I know a sound guy. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I feel like I just have this like Rolodex in my head of like kick-ass friends that like do all these different things. Yeah. So like, for instance, like by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out there. But I'm releasing this short called birth, "The Birthday Boy," and I shot that last year <laughs> on my birthday because I was just like, "All right, what, uh, this year I just want to make a, a, a horror short." And so, like, I went on Facebook. I was like, "Does anybody have access to like a, a cool location?" And one of my buddies like hooked up this like really cool house in the desert. So then I was just like, "Okay," just started reaching out to everybody. Like, and we made this kick-ass short that. We sent to festivals and like, and gotten a couple festivals, but like, yeah, now it's turned into this like bigger operation and I am almost finished with a feature and like, so all these like bigger, fancier things, but like. Film finished with a feature as far as writing or you're uh, saying you uh, pr produced, produced first, it? Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like narrative feature. Wow. Um, and, and you've, it's already shot in your, in your. Yeah, it's called and... the Slua, but we're going to change the name because oh. when you see it, it, nobody knows how to say it. Yeah. But uh, it's a. It's about this creature from Irish Celtic folklore. Oh, I remember when yeah, you were putting, yeah, yeah. when you were um, like, I guess raising Fund, money or fundraising. Yeah, 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 which Indiegogo fundraising is is a tough thing, man. Yeah, uh, it's a really hard thing, and, I, and it's a hard thing to ask for money yeah. from anybody, like to do something that's just like like your thing. It's hard. Yeah. It's just hey, hard we're to gonna have a blast. You won't be there, and I don't know if it's gonna make but any money. Give me that money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, we actually this past weekend. We, we finished a, a, a working cut as, as we were calling for a festival. So it's like, it's almost done. So it's like, I got all these like, like fancier things I'm working on, but like, you know, there's always a part of me that just wants to make just like a goofy sketch again. Yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, just that, well, that dude. You know, like who, I don't give a shit how lighting looks, you know, yeah. so let's just shoot something. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's incredible though that you you finish uh, your first feature because that yeah, that takes daunting. a lot, man. Daunting. Yeah, yeah. I um, I had done a couple short films and uh, I'm working towards uh, a feature, and yeah, it is it is quite a. a Let's not uh, graze over the greatness of hot dog. Casserole. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That right, shit right. Is revolutionary. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> revolutionary, you really bad, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I love. But uh, oh, dude, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to. Uh, to kind of start to learn that process because yeah. I think um, for, for most of my life 
there had always been other camera people and other yeah. um you just showed up and did your thing yeah and it was easy to just kind of jump in there and i'll be like oh okay i'm a part of this and everybody they'll figure it out afterwards yeah. and this was like learning that whole process of producing and directing and, you, and you figuring that out appreciation for it, yeah you know? and um yeah and then i went on to do the borrowed happiness um yeah. which was like a 40 minute one which was too many people, too many characters, not enough character development, all these things. But I learned all this stuff throughout that process. And, and now this, um, this next thing that I'm working on that is a like feature-length stuff it is very simplified as a result of having done that. I, too many characters and too many things that aren't developed and yeah. all this stuff. So I was like, dude, I'm going to simplify this to like a basic few and kind of really focus on developing the character and, yeah. and the story and doing that. And, and I think, I mean, it's funny how all these little steps stepping stones teach you so much along the way well i think your first feature is just a learning process yeah like you can't you can't i mean sometimes you hit a home run but like i think yeah. your first feature is a learning process and yeah like, the Duplass brothers like huge inspirations to me like i i their first feature they even like they're like this is not what we want like, but then <laughs> yeah. they just started like like you said they just started simplifying and, and, and focus more on like character and like less on how great everything looks and then they made this short or this feature called the puffy chair and got yeah. sundance and like oh so wow it's like, yeah they just like really simplified the process and focused more on like what really matters you know, yeah in, in a in a in, in a production and know. so wait the slew all is you said what, what type what genre what uh, the, horror found yeah footage. okay yeah, so it's about this creature uh an irish celtic folklore it's called the slew all and but yeah. it's like it's like a fairy tale that they tell, but it's like their boogeyman sort okay. of that they, they, they tell about in their culture, but there's never been a, a, it's never been shown in a feature or anything like that. Okay. So when we were working on pre-production, we we're thinking like, this kind of just like fell in our laps. Like we were researching and like, oh, this thing actually works perfectly with the concept we were like thinking about and okay. oh, it helps too that nobody's done a movie about it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a little found footage thing, you know, like we wanted it to be found footage, not as a as a way to like be lazy, but like as a way to make it a little bit easier for our first one. Um, uh, and you know, like we, what was fun is like we wanted, we were like, okay, even though we're making found footage, which there's a lot of found footage horror films and most people like when they hear that, they're like, ugh, like, but because like there's so many found footage horror films that give the genre a bad name like they get right. lazy and they just people make them to make a feature because it, it can be easy but like with the story we did which has and i'll try to say this as quick as possible but like the story we did was about a chick that that has like a tv show that documents haunted locations so we we shot it with really nice cameras because it made sense in that like story so it's like we, we were like yeah we're doing a found footage but we want it to look real good yeah and like we want to like we want to think about all the shots we're doing even though it's found footage we like it's like i'm not gonna lie it's probably one of the better looking found footage movies that will exist yeah um so yeah i'm really excited for that what, what did you shoot time. it on we shot it 4k like little. i mean what camera um i forget uh, i'm just a camera nerd yeah, so i get all so, excited I <laughs> Oh my god! I should know this off the top of my head. Sony something. Like, okay. I, I mean, FS7s or the uh, or the F55s or. I couldn't tell you. I'd yeah. Have to, I'd okay. Have to find out. 
Yeah. yeah. No, I was wondering because, we'll like I said, follow up uh, episode. yeah, That's <laughs> all about minutes, cameras. Two minutes. And that was <laughs> that nice. Well, dude, I mean that that's so cool that you that you got that done. Like I said, huge undertaking to to make uh, a feature, insane. and then uh, but then yeah, you're saying it's inspiring you to kind of go back to the the beginning it's of fun again. just like not that that's not fun, but you know what I mean. That joy, well, it's a look, different, it's a different I thing. feel like that's fun after the fact it's not fun during it and oh, people w- might might lie for an interview to say that it is but it's stressful as hell and like especially if you're directing or if you're producing you're in a place of like get this done get this done and the people that are there like when i when i was making that borrowed happiness yeah. the people that were there on set they were having a great time but i'm like, you're, like, like you're, you're yeah. doing 10 different uh, jobs <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what's happening when you you do like a your your own low budget thing like that it's like I ended up being an AD and I was yeah. lead actor and producer. And, yeah. and so it's like, I'm scared, like running around like crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a very stressful process, but like, it is a learning process and you like, yeah. uh, learn how to do what you'll do differently next time. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is that when you're done and the cut is done, you go to a film festival, you're like, that was awesome. That yeah. was so much fun. That's when it's fun. <laughs> it does feel that way yeah, after yeah, the fact, yeah. but yeah, you're like, right. you're right, man. For sure. But yeah, so you want to go simple, man. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, just I was just I was talking to my sister recently because it's been so long that I I had done something that I didn't care about uh, for lighting or or uh, yeah. having a crazy location, like just like man, back when I first started doing YouTube videos, like not gonna lie, like one of my first videos, I have to send you this link. One of my <laughs> first videos on my original YouTube channel was just me shooting my buddy doing a parody of your 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 cat. Oh yeah, your, the Kiki your, thing. Your yeah. cat character. Oh, because it was, we would just do all together, just yeah. mimicking like the bits you guys did, and like. Man, oh, that's so that good. was one of our first videos. Yeah, like, that's just, good. Like, let's just go in the backyard and shoot you next to the cat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's funny. Yeah, it's funny that 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 one bit like kind of caught on, and and when Bam and I did it, we we filmed it. We're just being stupid, yeah. you know. It was like there was like this microwave Salisbury steak dinner <laughs> in the thing, and it's like, oh, Salisbury stew, blah, blah. <laughs> and it just became this ridiculous thing. But as we're editing it, I remember sitting in his edit room, like on the couch, and I'm all deliriously tired, and he's editing it, and then he's putting this dramatic music to it, and then like, <laughs> and we just start cracking up, and we're crying, laughing, yeah. but we're going, dude, I think we're just delirious. I don't think this is funny, and like we're like, and we really we were like laughing so bad like crying <laughs> and it's like i think this is just ego, us like this is just us this isn't going to be funny they would stand the test of time. yeah and it ended up being the thing probably i'm oh, known God. for most oh, out sure. of like i mean the x-lax shit and then that and <laughs> uh and the russian mail letter bride yeah, thing yeah. but but um but they uh but that stands up to the point where when drake did that song at kiki do you love me oh god that was the first thing i thought of dude i swear to god i almost texted you uh, i was like dude you gotta do something dude well my wife said she because yeah. so i'm like i'm putting together this podcast I'm so glad we're talking about this because yeah that, uh, it's funny okay. like so i'm putting together the podcast and and i'm like I, I I took like a uh, like a screen grab of like an old hot dog casserole yeah. skit and I'm like I put it up on Instagram and like you know like ten people like it and uh, and it was like well you know I don't I don't know like I guess people don't want to do want to hear this podcast I said that to my wife I was like I guess yeah, I don't know, I guess they don't care and uh, she's like no you're doing it all wrong and I was like what do you mean she's like 
You got to do something with that Kiki thing. She's like, and that Drake song, like, why don't you do that, that, like, that dance challenge thing with that? And I was like, <laughs> all right, I guess. And I was kind of like, I think it's old at this point because it was like probably a week old. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that. I was like, maybe it's old. And then she's like, you should do it. And then it blew. The yeah. Hell up. <laughs> and I did it. Yeah. And then a bunch of people were watching. They're like, oh, I got. And I'm like, oh my god, she nailed it. And we kept joking. She's my new manager now because she figured. She's <laughs> she like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because she gets it. She knew. Uh, she was like, "Yeah, do that." And uh, and so and so it's fun. And we've got a little something in the works that's happening now oh, too great, to to add to that that character of the the I Kiki. Love it. And, uh, and and that was yeah. that a like a voice you were doing before that, or just on the spot? Yeah, like it, it was always something like. So I call my sister Juggy. Her name is Jill, okay. and um, and I'd always be like, "Ah, oh, Juggy," like and do just stupid <laughs> yeah. things and like and uh, and do that voice voice for like because i would nickname and bam like i would name him like boovra or like yeah. like oh little boovra you know <laughs> and like and uh and and like oh bang bang and like we we you know in some weird kind of way we all had these fun little like nicknames for one another like mm. his brother jess is like jess jess but then i turned his name into quaginal denny which is like okay <laughs> <laughs> so it's ridiculous, yeah. but then Bam is like, you know, bang, bang, bam, you know, bam, bam, but Boovra and booze and like all these things. And that voice kind of, I just always, it always felt like that sounded funnier when you were saying those it. weird nicknames to yeah. it. And then, and then that's what led to naming Salisbury Steaks Lewisbury Stuver because it was just like calling it some other name that was like close to it but not it so fun. and that's what led to it being yeah just was it? like but Bam you guys just picked the camera up and shot the thing yeah was it? I mean yeah he, Bam always had a camera around yeah. so then yeah. at, like we were doing it and it was just fucking funny because that cat Kiki his real name was Whiskers um, but it was Phil that called it Kiki. Really? Yeah, like he would be like, "Oh, come here, Kiki." Like, uh, and so then, uh, I, like, I was just trying to feed it like a piece of that Salisbury yeah. steak, and the fact, like, how bad that cat wanted nothing to do with me was like, <laughs> was the funniest part of it. You know, like, like I'm like, that is, it's just looking at me like, so over me, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, dude, that was hilarious, you know. So, so we just kept doing it, and then Bam was like, dude, he got the thing, and then he's behind it, going, ah, oh, come on, cat, you know. And we're like, we're just messing with it, and then that led to a couple more, and then, then we, because April, like, you know, she would cook a lot, so she'd have all these different types of food, and and uh, and one day we saw this huge can of like tuna fish mm -hmm. but it was oddly big you know like and was like what is that and it was like as big as like it was bigger than the cat's head so we were like and then there was another bit was like trying to get it to eat the tuna <laughs> and then like and then like then after that it was like well it's got to shit at some point so then it was like the need for shit box like, they, like this cat's gonna need to take a shit but um it just got like we just annoyed the shit out of that cat and, uh -huh. and it was but it turned out to be a lot of fun dude so fun so fun <laughs> so uh well, i mean some of the, like the best memories i have like genuinely and like it's just trippy to like sit here and talk to you about this kind of stuff but like like some of the best memories i have is just like me and my buddies like in high school, middle school, like sitting around watching like CKY and then like, all right, now we got to go do something. Like, yeah. You know, it was very inspiring, like, you know, because it felt like so, uh, well, it was very independent, but it was also just so gritty and like, you yeah. tell you guys were just like so 
there was a real connection between you guys. Yeah. I think that was what we're all so like special. best friends. And, uh, and, and I think um, that's what feels so cool to be a part of something that, that like, I felt like everybody was doing that. Mm-hmm. Like every group of friends was doing it. We just happened to have a camera. Yeah. And then as it, it as it got more like um, recognition, obviously we started taking it to the next level of, yeah. of certain things, but I felt like it connects because everybody's doing it like and we just happen to be the lucky ones that got recognized for having a camera around but but i think you know that's why it connects because everybody has that everybody's doing yeah 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 and and and, and, you know and you're like dude i'm with my friends and just messing around and and it's so cool because like as i would go on tour with you know like the the bands like cky or other you know other bands as i'm touring and trying to promote some of the show and stuff all the like band members were a similar type of people that are just like you know farting on somebody's face while they're sleeping or whatever and like all that's going on everywhere so it just all felt very how like, do you think natural like, what you guys did would have translated if like youtube was a thing i don't know i mean that's a funny At thing because because i like i met some young kids i think i was probably a about 30 at, the, at that point and some like 16 year old or something 15 year, 16 year old was like wait so how did it work like you just shot it and then put it on youtube and then they just like just they got the show it, and i'm like there wasn't a youtube and they're like what i'm like yeah there was no like it, like the internet was like barely a thing uh-huh. and uh i mean you know it was around but it was like aol and it was like for like six days before you could get a picture you know and uh and so it was like yeah it was the vhs thing and you know the story it went to skate shops and did all that but i don't know how it would be different or how it would translate Mm -hmm. in the youtube era i mean like it's it's hard to say like i was i was thinking about this recently like there's like the the like logan paul and like the jake yeah yeah yeah. you know you know about those guys yeah Mm -hmm. but i mean really He's doing like the shit like Bam and you guys were doing. Like they they just yeah. film each other like doing crazy shit. And when the camera's off, they're like kind of pretty much normal people. But like for some reason, he gets so much shit now. And like recently, I was thinking about I was like, well, Bam was doing that. He wasn't getting any shit. Like what's different? Like getting what, shit as in terms of uh, you he mean? gets a lot of shit because people think he's a dick because of the crazy stuff he's doing and the pranks he's pulling on his friends. Well, and that, and that brings up a good point. It's funny. So I did a, I, um, I just filmed a show called Too Stupid to Die. I did it okay. last year. It's going to air November 2nd. And it's like basically, um, it's coming out on MTV. And it's this dude, Zach Holmes, and his buds, like, you know, um, Cody and and uh, and and Blazer and 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 uh, all you know all these dudes and they do crazy shit and it really reminded me of us because it was a small town guys doing doing like wild stuff but um, Chad Tepper is a guy that w- that is involved with like Team Ten like knows all those okay, dudes he came out and filmed a bunch with them too and and so like uh, it was fun to meet those guys and it was kind of like the next generation of yeah. what that is but I think like to your point of like he gets a lot of shit it's such a different climate now that like it it, it would be hard to kind of be that little like asshole because you know like at the time people didn't know what hit them then and it was just a different world like it was like it was like oh you're just being young little jerks and now it's like well you know what now you're you're aware and you shouldn't act that way Um, another thought that I had about it as we were talking is, is that 
the the thing that might be tough with like a CKY video nowadays because let's say back then things were very slow paced you know you're watching a movie and it builds up or you're, or you're watching a tv show and it builds and um guys like you know or shows like buzzkill and tom green before yeah. jackass yeah. did very similar things because everyone goes oh it was so unique the jackass thing i'm like uh buzzkill and tom green did a lot of stuff that sure, was sure. similar to that too it's just it was a new take and it was a skate culture and it was all these kind of things that added to it that, that made it its own unique yeah. thing but there had been things similar to that prior but but i'll say at that time the style of the edit for cky was very quick yeah and it was very like okay this is happening that's happening this happened this happened and that's and and so your mindset was like oh what happened i gotta rewind it i gotta because because you were slow slowly watching other things and the build-ups and then all of a sudden it's like you don't have time for build-up it's happening 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 a lot of things with like his like montages where there would be like sometimes a split second shot of something and those were always the things that like i would rewatch. because yeah Wait, was that really a guy that was like naked <laughs> on fire? Like, yeah, dude. What's the story there? And I and my brain would start going like, "What happened there? Like these guys are crazy, man." Like, what is, <laughs> and what? see, and that 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 was uh, that was you know brilliant on his part. I think for yeah. for the edit style for that kind of stuff because we all knew that like if you saw a Jim Carrey movie, the thing that happened in the background, or like let's say a Naked Gun, like Leslie Nielsen sort of thing, there's something going on behind the scene that you're watching watching and you look in the back and go what the heck is that uh-huh. and so that mindset you know jess and bam and i and brandon and and ryan and rake would always kind of talk about that idea of like i want to rewind it to see what that is yeah. and so i think that probably played a lot into to bam style of let me throw something in there that's gonna like throw you for a loop and that quick cut style i think you know helped people go, okay, look, I didn't feel like paying attention that long, and now I can just, and there's always stuff happening. Mm. So with the YouTube thing, that's where I think it might be tough to even have like uh, an hour-long video that has all that stuff because you're like, I just want to watch a 30-second little thing that has a bunch of shit jammed into it, and then I want to move on to something else. Yeah. Like it was just six fucking seconds. Yeah, so you see that real quick, and then you want to move on. And And I think especially where we're at now compared to 20 years ago is like, yeah, dude, you don't want to pay attention. You just want to see this. Give me the information. I'm bored with it. Let's move on. And that's good and bad, you know, because in some ways you're like, you're just taking in all this information. It sucks. Like, I think it sucks because it's, it's just making every kid, like I have some, uh, uh, nephews that that you know their their brain is is wired to like YouTube entertainment. So yeah. it's like quick, 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 quick. Give me more. Give me more. Give yeah. me more. And like I think it's only going to get worse and worse unless some like somebody comes in and like starts bringing it back around again or something. Well, yeah, and I think that at some point it kind of has to do that. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel it myself with just like technology, just staring at a phone all day. I'm like, dude, I'm all stressed out. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm stressed yep. out because I'm dude. looking at all this crap. And, and the worst thing is like, <laughs> I have, uh, and I'm working on it, but uh, a bad habit of like the first thing I do would be reach for my phone. And like that, yeah. that's the worst thing to do at the start of your day to set your sometimes i'll break pick my phone up and get a text about a project that pisses me off and it's like yeah oh i'm setting that for yeah. at least a couple hours <laughs> I'm pissed. yeah yeah i already pissed off as soon yeah. as you wake up yeah dude I've, I've uh actually the last about four months i've um specifically 
not done that, I get up and I meditate yeah. for 10 minutes before I even do any of that. And yeah. then I have breakfast and do that. And then I'll get into that because it does that. It, it does stress you out. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think at some point that does have to shift and maybe it will individually more so than, you know, the masses, uh-huh. um, because it, but it, because it is, it is helpful in some ways, but in other ways it's very much a hindrance yeah. because yeah, like, I mean, how many times do you feel like you're looking at your phone or you're doing all this stuff and you don't get things done that you uh, want to get done. An hour or two goes by before you know it. Yeah. Like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, I mean, I think if you were to try to put CKY video in this day and age, I don't know if it would if it would do well because I don't think people would want to pay attention long enough to even huh. catch what it is. You know, like maybe if you split it up, and you put like those random montage and then you do this stuff like yeah people would love that uh-huh. but but like a whole hour of it they'd be like mm. i'm gonna watch this real quick i want to go because uh-huh. it's i mean our attention spans are e- getting even worse yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah and i think about it even just with like um current events you know like you're like oh you know obviously the president did some crazy thing or or this person did some crazy thing or you know like it was like that Kavanaugh stuff like you know that guy was nuts and you're like oh my god oh my god and then it's over the next day and everyone's moved on to something else yeah. and it's like you don't even talk about Shootings, it it's already it's over, weeks over it's yeah and it's kind of crazy because we've become so desensitized yeah. to that that like at this point like me taking eight, eighteen X lax and shitting while running, like people would be like, eh, whatever. That now in a six second video, and yeah, it would be gone. Yeah, you know? and it would just be yeah, yeah, and it would never be. It wouldn't even be that alarm. Like yeah. then people were like, what the hell? But like now it's just like, meh. Okay, what's the next thing? And I just feel like it would be tough to push that envelope mm. at this point. So working with the kids for too stupid to die. I mean, uh-huh. they're doing some gnarly stuff. Like Zach, the the um, the, the host of the show. He put a whole entire like firecracker vest on mm. and then lit it on fire on himself. And it's like <laughs> blowing up and it's like ripping oh, his skin off. It's freaking crazy. Oh, damn. And uh, dude, I mean, like I always laughed at that kind of stuff because um, I would do the gross out things like the shit stuff. It was easy to do. And then, I, you know, the kiki things and then, you know, do some stunts here and there and whatever. But not to a crazy extent. And sure. then then you see like other kids or guys or girls or whatever that are like doing insane shit and they're like man you're crazy i'm like no i'm not (laughs) you know you are nuts you know but it is like you see that the evolution of what it is and you almost have to even even throughout the jackass years you had to continue to you know top top yourself or the 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 person next person on the discussion of like i mean there's always people that want that next jackass movie but like what else can these guys do yeah i mean i think to be honest like it would be odd like because people ask for another cky too and it's like dude at this point you just kind of got to leave well enough alone it's kind of yeah it's like the sequel thing you know some movies like they hit a sequel and it's good but most of the time it's like man i didn't need dumb and dumber too yeah you you didn't the original was just no it was incredible and and uh like jackass 3d it's like you found a good way to do the third one yeah 3d and and just leave it there and and uh and cky like they're well, they'll have like a written story mixed with stunts and stuff that's yeah fun. yeah like with uh bad grandpa or yeah 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 like that was hilarious i worked yeah. a little bit on the end of that oh yeah yeah right. and, and production side of things but um but that was hilarious as hell and uh-huh. uh 
and yeah, so that stuff, it's good. It's like, it's like good to evolve. And, and like I was saying, like people asking about a CKY, it would be really weird to do it without Ryan. You, you can't, sure, you sure. kind of just can't do it. I mean, you definitely just can't do it, but it also would be weird if he was still here too, that just like at this point, we've all kind of evolved into different yeah. ways. And it's like, that was what it was. You captured a moment in time. It was incredible. I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, some of the best times of my life, but to try to recreate that, it feels like you're trying to have that party that you had in high school. And it's like, you can never recreate that it's, party. It's nearly impossible to put lightning back in the bottom. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, uh, and like I said, I, I'm working towards, uh, making films and, and, uh, and going in that direction. And that's yeah. why camera has been my thing. Cause I always thought like, it was kind of when I got chosen to development and they didn't happen sure. was like, you know what? Like I'm going to learn how to shoot this and edit this and do this so I can just do the things Make I want to do. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's what's happened over the course of these years is just figure that out. And now, you know, and, and, and filmmaking has become more of an interest, I think, than, um, than some of the other stuff, like in, as far as being in front of the camera. Mm. And I say that lightly, though, because at the same time, while I'm making that stuff and I'm doing the camera thing, I do have... That itch? Yeah, there's a part of me sure. that's like, man, I want to go back in yeah. front of the camera and do some stuff. So um, I'm actually going to do that. Uh, in a couple of weeks after I do the Haiti trip, yeah. I'm going to go back to the East Coast. And uh, and there's there's rumor of shooting a skit or two with uh, DiCamillo. What? And then oh, uh, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, and then uh, and then my other buddy Marcus, who uh, who shot all of Hot Dog Casserole, he does some really funny stuff too. And um, so we were planning on doing a couple skits with him too. And yeah, yeah, so that'll be fun. So What's I might just. Deco doing these things? Dude, he's always creating yeah. hilarious stuff. Like it, it, he's so. Funny because uh, I mean you know you you were you work with him a little bit and uh, and you know him like he is he's another level like comedic genius it's insane yeah and uh, and he's never lost it and it never goes away like so I'll go over to his house just to be like hey what's up I haven't seen you in a bit he'll be like oh Rabbi come here and then he'll like bring me down into the basement and he'll be like making like you know some sort of like nutcracker in, in, in the shape of like Rayquion's face and he's like ah and he's talking with it and then like he'll have like this whole like like kind of like community made in the basement of like toys and different things and like I'm like what the hell's going on in here and then he'll have shot like little videos and show me like little clips and stuff and I'm like dude this just is so funny just doing him just yeah like he's just doing it like working on it I think I remember you telling me that yeah. he shoots a lot of stuff like by himself yeah and then you'll be like what, what are you uh, doing with it and he's like nothing Nothing, right? I love that. And I'm like, yes. Fuck it. Like, if it makes him happy, yeah. Shit. And he's like, I don't want to put it on the YouTube or these yeah. other things. He's like, because I don't know. I mean, I think like, I just think it's hilarious. And then you know, and then he just loves doing it. And I think it's like his kind of his pastime and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. So he's always working on something like that. I love it. Um, and you know, who knows? Maybe someday he'll put out some of those skits and whatever. Yeah. Um, a little while back, he he put out this thing called Cattle Bag. And I don't think oh, a lot of people, yeah, yeah. Uh, saw it, but there, there's this one skit called like Amanda Thomas Malone, and it's this, <laughs> it's this man, it's like ATM, you know, like ass to mouth, but it was, uh, <laughs> but it was, but the guy's name was 
Amanda Thomas Malone and he was a politician and it was like this slander video and it's like one of the funniest <laughs> things fucking ever and uh, I don't know where to find it but I did have a copy of Cattlebag at one point and I don't know where it is I think my brother has it but um, but yeah the dude is hilarious yeah. and uh, so I'm hoping that we might uh, we might shoot a uh, little skit yeah, with him here here and there and yeah. and uh, and then yeah we'll see because because like I said there always is an itch to like get in front of the camera because sense, yeah. yeah like I'm behind it all the time and doing that and I and I appreciate that and love that but having shot since I was like you know 12 10 12 years old i can't even remember the first time i shot something I think the first time something was on a video i was 12 but like we had shot things before that uh-huh. and um having done that all those years it's like it's always in you man you always want to like kind of oh, be a fool in it, front of the uh, camera it, it like scratches an itch man mm-hmm. like it like, you know the same thing. This, I mean, you've been like doing it at the same feeling, time. Fulfilling feeling, like to like have made something. Yeah. Uh, your own thing. Like, yeah. It's really special. Dude, it's it's it is. It's it's very gratifying to go. Hey, we went out and did this, yeah. and even if it's just nonsense, by the end of the day, you're like, well, we have something. Mm-hmm. And there's something. It like it's almost like if you're like building something, you know, because you're like at the end of building it, you're like, damn, it's there. Yep. You know, and that's kind of how like filmmaking process is too. It's like, oh wow, we put something together, we created something that wasn't there prior, and, yeah. it's, and it's fun to do. Yeah, and and what's really fun about it is like most of the time you'll shoot something and it ends up being something you never even like originally envisioned. Like, yeah, that's I feel like what happens most of the time with the things. Oh yeah, I make it's like yeah through the process. <laughs> it's like whoa, whoa, where, where did this come from? Yeah, it never goes according to plan, yeah. and I yeah. think that's what's so great about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, um, but dude, we'll have to shoot a skit together. I'd love to. Man. Yeah, I know you're busy and you're in town for yeah. a little. Um, but after, but if you're here, if you're when, whenever you're back, let's let's film let's something. Make something man. Um, I'm on this show right now. I'm working a lot of hours, but I, uh, but I finish up and then I go to Haiti. I'll be out in in uh, in Westchester, Philly area. All right. And doing that, and then when I'm back, and whenever you're just, back, yeah, and, keep me posted, man. Yeah. I will make a trip out here. Ah, just to shit. Something with yeah, you. hell yeah. Well, how long are you here now? I'm here till Tuesday, just a couple of days. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm supposed to go up to San Fran Sunday, Monday, but it might be cool if if we have time, maybe we shoot a quick clip of something. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be cool. So, um, so you're out now for a uh, out now to like an do audition some or apartment stuff. Okay, uh, to uh, do uh, your podcast. Cast. Oh hell yeah! Uh, but then uh, my birthday's next week, so I'm like oh, yeah. just meeting up with a bunch of friends and stuff. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. And then you'll be back down in Atlanta. Um, yeah, for a it. month or two, and I'm probably gonna come back out here for like pilot pilot season. And yeah, right, right. And so, are you a part of a, an improv troupe right now, or? I mean, I'm still technically a part of one. We haven't performed in a couple months, but like, yeah, yeah, I'm still a part of like an improv troupe, but we don't really do that many shows right now. So. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say if you had one to, to plug or whatever, but uh, um, no, I mean, really just check me out on social media. Like, yeah. You know, if, so, so you're, uh, is it at Shane Hartline yeah, on Instagram? Uh, on Instagram, it's Shane underscore Hartline. Cause yeah. Motherfucker <laughs> took yeah, it yeah. sitting on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have an underscore as well. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Shane Hartland on every every other platform. Too. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, dude. And Wooden Steel is kind of up and churning and doing yeah, some here and there. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Wooden Steel. Like, uh, when you're listening to this, the Birthday Boy short will be up there. So, uh, yeah, please yeah. go check out the Birthday Boy. It's my uh, new fancy production. Yeah. yeah, and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Yeah, and then... And then also, so Wooden Steel produced the uh, the Slua. No, that's that's a separate thing. Okay. Separate okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. cool. When when do you think you said that is going to go to? That'll a 
festival? Might be done. We just submitted to a festival. That'll probably, hopefully, I would think be on store shelves maybe February, March. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. We'll do it. Or in theaters. We want theaters. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, hopefully you'll be able to get it pretty soon. Nice. Well, congrats with all that stuff. And thanks, dude. Keep doing what you're doing. It's rad. Thank and uh, and thanks Me for too. coming on the podcast. Thanks, dude. Anytime. Sweet. <laughs>